0: You're listening to City Edge Church. For more information, go to cityedgechurch.com.au. So, once again, good morning. Great to see you all. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming to meet together and worship Christ. as a lot of you probably may may have realised a lot, me and Sarah haven't really been here this year, so hopefully you all had a great Christmas and New Year, even if we're already a month through the New Year. Um, hopefully it was great, and yeah, it's good to be back. So um, we're going to, as most people know, I was going through Hebrews before the end of the year last year. We're just going to leave that for a second and, and just going to look at a couple of different things to start off the year. So... Um, 2021, it's it's a year that was full of high expectations and hopeful expectations after the year that we just had. It was easy, pretty easy, getting tangled into how bad 2020 was, even though that God did work and there's many testimonies of God working in amazing ways through last year. Um, still pretty easy to get bogged down into how, how bad it was, how we are stuck in our homes, how we couldn't meet together. But I'm sure everyone now is enjoying being able to meet together again and, and the joy of that. But I'm not sure about a lot of you, but everyone was going into the new year with high hopes and high expectations. I know certainly for us, we were, me and Sarah were in Adelaide over new year, and we're looking forward to 2021. It's just been an amazing year of just getting back to relatively normal. And like a few people, as soon as new years came and and New South Wales and Victoria started to get more cases, um, a lot of it goes, oh, here we go again, 2021 is going to be another one of those years, and people start to lose hope in that. I know I certainly did for a bit, but thank God that we're where we are now and that everything's looking pretty good. But um, I know for a lot of people, that New Year's Eve in the first couple days of this year, looks really down and really unhopeful. So it's hard because when you look at it that way, you're grounding your hope in your thoughts of what's going to make a good year. You're not grounding it in what what God's going to do through that year. So today I sort of want to look at that of the grounding of hope and, and who our fortress is. So God is our fortress for those who are saved. Through salvation, God is is our hope and our joy and our place of refuge. So we're going to be looking at Psalm 46 and I've completely got off my notes, so just bear with me while I work out where I am. Um, So 10 seconds. seconds, (laughs) Countdown, please. um, So 2021, for a lot of people, their hope was shattered at the start of the year. It's building up again, but... That's because it wasn't grounded in who God was. If you look back in 2020, I know for me and Sarah, it was an amazing year. It's probably one of our best years we've had with God working. Um, Although what looked as a physical year to be an absolute terrible one, it actually turned out to be one of the greatest years we've had being married and what God did through that. Through that, our hope was grounded in Him and we could see the good works that God was doing through that. We could see Him working through that year. Um, We get a lot of Great examples in the Bible of people that had joy and hope, um, even when they were suffering. So one of the greatest examples is Paul. Constantly he was being beaten. Constantly he was thrown in prison. He even had issue, issues of being bitten by wildlife and things like that and snakes. Constantly facing up uh, uphill battle for his life, but yet he still had joy and hope in the mission that he was doing for Christ. He knew that for his salvation, he had a mighty fortress watching over him. So today we're going to look at Psalm 46, what you may have guessed by now is titled God, our mighty fortress. So after that intro, we're going to finally look at the psalm and we're going to see that God is in control in all aspects and through all things, all things he knows. He is in control. He's put it into place. He is our fortress for those who believe. God is in control. He is that mighty fortress that can't be shaken. He should be what we're grounding our hope in. Not what the year looks like, but in what God is going to do through that year. So let's read it together. So Psalm 46, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we'll not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God will help her when the morning dawns, the nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob, our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolation on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So just reading that psalm, it's it's a pretty powerful psalm. It's it's pretty amazing to, the description of words in there, that God is with us, that he's our fortress, he's our refuge, he's our strength. So we're going to split it in two main parts. I was hoping to get through the whole psalm, this preach, but I worked out pretty quickly when I was um, 2,000 words in and only four words into the, the chapter that's probably not going to happen. So we'll just take it as it comes and go bit by bit. <laughs> so, so we're going to split in two main parts. The first main part is from verse 1 to 7. It's looking at God as a mighty fortress, as the psalm describes him. He is our refuge, our strength. And then the second part from verse 7 to 11 we're going to look at is God will be exalted among all the nations. But first, we're going to look at God as a mighty fortress. The first seven verses paint the same picture of God being a mighty fortress. And when you look back in the day of mighty fortresses, they were built for security. They were built to protect their people, to be a sanctuary for them to live in peace. They were a place of strength, quite often a city that was well-walled, well-fortified, to give protection to the community that was living within those walls. The city would have been run by a king or wealthy noble. The city who was responsible for the safety and the protection of those people. These cities would often have their own water source and sources of food, so if they ever came under siege, they were able to survive within the city walls for long periods of time. The walls of a fortress would often provide a sense of security for the people that were inside them. and cover. The walls were often covered with, with watchmen that would often keep watch, and as soon as they saw something in the distance, whether it was a messenger or a person or an army... They would report back to the king who would make a decision on how the best way to act to defend those people. The walls around a city could be amazingly fortified and strong, and as long as they had good food and water supplies, they could survive within that city for a long time months to years i 'll give you some examples of of um, armies attacking fortresses that took them years to get inside the walls so in the th- in the third Punic War um, there was a violent clash between the ancient Romans and a Falencian city of Carthage in 149 BC. A Roman army arrived in North Africa intent of destroying Carthage once for all, but they were met by 60-foot walls. The Romans cordoned off the city and set up camp and laid siege. It was a long siege. It took them three years to breach those walls. Then the siege of Thessalonica um, when the Byzantines dynasty attempted to rebel against the Ottoman army, the Ottoman Sultan responded by launching assault on Thessalonica. Despite the lack of supplies, the Byzantines managed to hold out against the Ottomans for eight years. Eight years, those walls kept them safe. Eight years, they held out from being destructed. So looking at these pictures, we can gain a sense that old day fortresses were built to last, were built to keep security, to build to keep the people inside safe inside those walls. But if you're outside those city walls, you're vulnerable to any attack and any danger that might come. So getting back to Psalm 46, because using human references isn't always the best reference, but that's just to paint a picture of a fortress. So working in, we're going to start in verse one, obviously. It's probably the best place to start being the beginning of the chapter. Um, So the first first few words, um, the first four words where i got caught on when i was writing this is god is our refuge back in the day fortresses the fortress walls around the city offered a refuge and safety for its people it was a place where people had to put their trust in for their safety and they relied on the king and the city's walls to provide a safe place for them to live as we see in the verse god is our fortress he is our refuge he is a place where his people are safe as God's chosen people, we have refuge in him. All he, has done, all he has done for us, those who seek refuge in him, find safety and provision and the confidence that all things will turn out for his good. God is a refuge for those who have been called and have been saved by his amazing grace. Where we are in Christ and are following Christ, we have refuge in the Lord. We are saved by him. We are saved out of our sin, out of the wilderness and invited back into the city as sons and daughters of the Most High. And back in the refuge of the Lord, though we, though what, not through what we have done, but by what, what Christ has done through us. Quite often in those fortresses, the people themselves came to the city that had been built by the kings and the wealthy noblemen. They were adopted into that city, just like we have been adopted as sons and daughters through Christ, through what Christ has done for us. As God brought the Israelites out of the wilderness and into the promised land, Christ has brought, brought us out of hopelessness of our sins and back of having hope and refuge with him. We can find refuge in our salvation through Christ. The thing about refuge is it's a place where you go when things are hard. So it's another place in the word where we can find where there's no promise of an easy walk as a Christian. We find that walking with Christ is not a walk in a park. It's not easy. It's a struggle. We, we take on pressures from the world. We, we suffer just like Paul did but that's the point of refuge. We are refugees in a world seeking a better place. We're seeking refuge. Refugees are often people that are seeking a better place to live a better life, a better uh, and seeking safety. We are refugees of the, of the world. We are seeking a better place to be with Christ. We are refugees of the world, but we're sons and daughters of the most high. We can take confidence that when things get tough, God, as our fortress, is the place we can seek shelter and safety in the promise that we that is to come for those who believe in him. So Isaiah five four says, For you have been a stronghold to the poor, a stronghold to the needy in distressed, a shelter from the storm, a shade from the heat, from the breath of the roofless is like a storm against a wall. For those who believe, attacks of the world come like a storm against a wall. It's pretty powerful imagery. So if a heavily fortified wall comes against a storm, the winds blow, they pound it, but nothing happens. The wall stands strong. And when God is our wall, when he is our fortress, it has no, um, we are not affected because ultimately God's plan for our lives will come through. The plan of God will always prevail. God is our refuge; we have a safe place to go when the storms of this world raise up against us. The, world, the word "refuge" is literally a place of trust. So when we trust in the Lord, and our trust is taken taken away from the things of the world, a place of, and placed on God through our salvation in God, our trust is on Him. And when storms of uncertainty rise, we find safety in our Lord as our rock, and we will not be shaken. Like storms hitting a wall. Well, protection is that place with God. It's like an imagery of a of a breakwater. When the storms come in, when the waves pick up, when they get rough, they smash the breakwater. But yet, the the ships inside the bay are kept safe by the protection of that wall. Psalm ninety one two. I'll say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. When we when we put our trust upon the Lord, and then Psalm nine nine to ten. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in time and trouble. Those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. So I managed to cut this preach down a little bit. So we managed to get four words through the whole chapter so far. So I hope no one's really got too much planned for the rest of the day because it take, could take a while to get through. But I'll uh, try to get through the next part as quick as we can. So... Moving on to the next part of the verse. So we've covered God is our refuge. And the very next line is God is our strength as well. Strength is a crucial part of a fortress. For a people to feel safe in a city, um, they have to have trust in the city's walls and the king. They need to believe that those walls can keep them safe no matter what. They need to have have faith in the strength of their king and the walls. Otherwise the, refuge, otherwise, the fortress goes from being a refuge to a place of vulnerability. As we seek refuge in God as our fortress, he gives us strength to be able to face the storm, to be able to face the tough times and know that there, there's a reason a plan for what's going on. It might not be our idea of a good year, but yet God's got a plan and God's working in that time. We can take refuge in God's strength. We're no longer relying on ourselves to come through, but allowing God to be our strength in all situations. It's like looking at this year where a lot of people's hopes were were gashed at the start of the year for two days, looking at their own hope of what will make a good year. But when we rely on God's strength and God's refuge and that hope for the year, we know that everything's going to turn out well for those who believe and for his plan. Psalm 18.2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. The refuge and the strength of fortresses go hand in hand. Without one aspect, the other fails. It ceases to be a safe place. If you don't trust in the strength, then the refuge of that place, your trust fails in that place. We need to live in the refuge of the Lord, trusting in that in will that he will give us strength in all situations. We need to trust and rely on the strength and the plan that will never fail. Isaiah forty thirty one. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not grow faint. And then Isaiah forty one ten Fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So do not fear what the future might hold. As like a king inside a fortress, they're always there in times of battle. God is always with us. No matter what we face from day to day, month to month, year to year, God will never leave you. He is always with you, giving you strength. We gain refuge and strength from our salvation in Christ. Through him, the two go hand to hand and help us with our walk in Christ. And through this world, the ultimate goal of, of that is being with Him. Not what happens in this world, but to do His will, to do His kingdom, to bring His kingdom, and to ultimately go to our safe place of refuge, where ultimately is going to be with Him. Okay. Gain trust in the next part of the verse, what says, um, He is our very help in trouble. God is always there with us. As he's never far, he's always there right for us. Isaiah wrote, fear not, for I am with you. No matter what might be happening around you, remember that the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you and is available to you. And due to this power, we don't need to fear Need to fear life as we have refuge and strength in God, who is our fortress, and through salvation in Christ, we do not need to fear. Romans 8, 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he raised Christ who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Through Christ, we have life that can never be taken away once you are saved and truly saved. And those who put their trust in him for those, for those, he is a refuge and a strength and God who is our fortress. Isaiah 12 2. behold, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my soul. He has become my salvation. So we've got through the first verse. Um, only 10 more verses to go. Um, so we'll keep pushing through. As as we'll move on to verse 2 and 3, we'll do these two together. So verse 2 and 3 of Psalm 46 says, Therefore will not, not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Though the waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble and it's swelling. As we read at the at the start of verse two, we see we see through these two verses troubles and times picking up. But straight away, before we're even told about these things, we're told, "Do not fear." What's well, what's well, awesome because as you read through, some of those lines can be very, fairly terrifying if you took them literally. I'm fairly sure a few movie companies have made millions on the idea of the earth giving way and the mountains being covered by seas or the power, the power of destructive waves totaling cities. But they've always got a cure. They've always got that one person ringing 911 and a famous actor saying, 911, what's your emergency? It's all good. We're saved in their minds. These make for great movie plots. But if they'll happen to re- in real life, imagine the destruction and the chaos it will make. But it's okay because we're told not to fear. Why? Because God is our, our refuge and our strength. He is our fortress. He has a plan. And as we read about these terrifying things that take, take place, it's referring to the pressures that life throws at us and builds up. As we get busy through life, as we start to f- fall away a little bit, as we get pressured from that one guy at work, as we, as we see governments bring up making dodgy laws and passing them, as the whole world seems to be going crazy, and we, we get to that point where we just feel like we're going to explode because of the chaos. We're told not to fear, for I'm your refuge and your strength. Through these times, when we remember that and where our base is, here's our rock. It's like us making that 911 phone call, not to a famous actor, but to God, who is a mighty fortress, a place of refuge and strength, that relief and relief, and through that, our salvation, and through our salvation in Christ, everything will be all right. When we set our life on God as our fortress and our rock, we do not need to fear what ha- what's happening around us. We just need to trust in Christ and our, and our Saviour and that he has a plan for our future and he has a hope for us who are called by him. We are part of that mighty fortress. We, are, we have God as our refuge and our protector. The storms of the world, the building pressures, but yet they are just rough waters smashing into that breakwater <coughs> and being dissipated when we're in the sanctuary of God. Our salvation in Christ brings us to the sanctuary of God. We face trials and tribulations. We know that God is right there with us and that our salvation will never be taken away to those who trust in him. We gain trust in Christ who defeated our sins on the cross, a sacrifice we didn't deserve. The comfort and the sanctuary that we didn't deserve because of our sin. Yet he died to bring us back as sons and daughters of the Most High. What an amazing promise, what an amazing comfort for those who believe in him. Though the waters build, though the storms quake, we don't have to fear because we are saved by, the, by Christ. So moving to verse 4, it says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, a holy habitation of the Most High. So as we learned before, one of the keys to a fortress being strong back in the day was that they had a strong supply of food and water and being able to look after its population from inside the walls when it was under siege. If they didn't, there's no there's no safety. There's no trust in the strength of that fortress. With these verses, we can see a contrast from the scenes before in verse two, two and three of the disrupted waters, the rough waters. But now we see a resting uh, image of a resting, resting in perfect peace and tranquility. Trilogy, sorry, the city of God. Thr- Although the fortress might be threatened by pressures and hard times around, the people inside lie undismayed and calmly trusting in the protection of God. But we also get the imagery of God's grace and salvation. We have, so Revelation 22, 1-5, says, Then the angel showed me a river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of, throne of God and the Lamb, through the middle of the streets of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life with 12 kinds of fruit, yielding, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accused by the throne, uh, anything accused, but the throne of God, of the Lamb, will be in it, and the servants will worship him. They will see his face and the name on, on their foreheads. At night, at night, will be no more. They will need no light or of lamp of the sun, for the Lord will give the light and, the, and rain forever and ever. It gives us a pretty powerful imagery of reigning with Christ and what's to come and the promise and being with Christ. It gives us that imagery of peace inside the fortress. Although there might be pressures of the world banging at the walls, we have that protection in God inside. We are well looked after and cared for. Um, all right, brings me to verse 5 and 6. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. With, God's, with God in the midst, we shall not be moved. When the world is being turned upside down, when we put God in the right place as number one in our lives, right in the midst, right in the centre of everything, we shall not be moved no matter what comes. The same with the church. When the church is built with Christ at the top and the centre, the church will not be moved. When Christ is in control, his plan prevails. When Christ is at the, is our foundation, he prevails. When Christ is our foundation and our fortress, he will always prevail. We do not need to fear. As the psalm says, the turning of the morning, it's literally talking about that God is there always, the f- first part of the day. And it also refers to Israel's deliverance from king. Oh, I can never say this. <laughs> Sennacherib Sen- Sen- something. Um, it's in two kings. I need to look up the chapter because for some reason I've accidentally deleted it in my notes, but I've got the verse. So it says, therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria: he shall not come into the city or shoot an arrow there or come before it with a shield or cast up siege a siege mount against it. By the way that he comes, he shall return. He shall not come into the city, declares the Lord, for I will defend the, defend the city to save it for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. And that night the angel of the Lord went out and struck out 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. The people arose early in the morning, and behold, there were all these dead bodies. The king of Assyria departed and went home and lived in Nineveh. So the Lord delivered his chosen people through the night, and when they arose in the morning, there was deliverance. When we keep Christ at number one in our lives and continue to look at him, um, as God delivered Israel, Christ delivered us from our sins for those who put their trust in him what brings me to verse seven the lord of Hosts is with us the god of jacob is our fortress this verse sort of brings brings to a close of the first part but it also brings that everything that's just been stated in the past verses is true that god is with us he's constantly for us he's our fortress he's that place of safety he's that place of refuge he's that place of hope when we when we keep him number one we can't be shaken storms blow the winds pick up but yet we're shielded like like a breakwater shields boats we're covered by god's grace when everything seems to be going crazy we rest assured that god's plan will always prevail and in the end christ will be victorious it's through christ we are given strength it's through christ we're given refuge for those who believe in him might just leave it there for today and we'll go on next time thanks for listening to city edge church For more information go to cityedgechurch.com.au